It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Now uh, for some uh, big breaking news. We always have some big updates. Uh, we have John Solomon, who is the founder of Just the News, great investigative journalist. And uh, John, so much going on. Uh, you also just finished an interview with Trump recently. It made a lot of headlines. Fill us in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, President Trump was in uh, rare form to talk about policy. He has a lot of ideas that he feels need to be put on the table between now and Election Day. Among the big ideas, he wants to go back and return Iran to a sanctions regime. He said that it is insane to give Iran all the money it has. All we have done is funded their terrorism. He says if he's put back in office, you will see the largest sanctions regime that Iran has ever uh, faced. He was real strong on that issue. He also said it's time for Europeans to pay more uh, for the war in Ukraine. He said, I don't mind helping Ukraine out, but we're not neighbors. We're uh, uh, an ocean away, and there are Europeans right next door that aren't paying their fair share. Uh, if you remember, uh, Donald Trump in his first term put a lot of effort into getting NATO allies to pay more to NATO. He succeeded getting billions of dollars of support to NATO that had not been paid for years. He said he's going to use that model to push um, – uh, 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 for similar support for Ukraine so that the United States taxpayer isn't shouldering all the burden. I think that was uh, pretty notable. He also had some reaction to some of the most important uh, developments in the last couple of days. He said that the Michigan Supreme Court keeping him on the ballot left uh, Colorado as an island and that it, was, that it left uh, Colorado as a joke around the world for trying to remove the Republicans' uh, leading candidate right now from the ballot. Uh, and he also uh, weighed in on Jack Smith, who earlier this week tried to keep uh, Donald Trump from uh, being able to use at his January 6th trial any evidence that there were security failures at the Capitol that led to some of the violence. He said that's clearly exculpatory information. He had some choice words uh, for Jack Smith, uh, several names. He called them over the course of uh, the interview, including Sick Puppy. But uh, he really wanted to point out that he should be able to bring this uh exculpatory evidence, at least in his mind, into the trial. Uh, you can almost count that that's going to be appealed soon. So a lot of news. He was in a very uh, talkative mood, very policy-oriented, a lot of policy discussions all around uh, over the course of an hour of conversation. Wow, very interesting. You know, John, you know, the you just touched on the um, whole thing with Jack Smith. And in that filing, this is the special counsel. He wants to really muzzle Trump in his defense, not just also talking about that aspect, but he also wants to eliminate basically any political discussion. Like he can't say I'm being politically persecuted, which is really Trump's defense. I mean, if you look at it, he's saying, look, nobody else in history has been brought up on uh, the 14th Amendment, uh, you know, who's running for president. Nobody this this. I mean, there's a lot of firsts that I mean, 91 counts. uh, I would say he's kind of being targeted. Uh, I'm being facetious, of course. But that is the primary aspect of his defense. How can someone say, no, you can't use that defense in court. That, to me, is is really overreaching. Well, that's going to be the argument. That's going to be the fight. And, of course, the first fight is over immunity. That's now headed to the Supreme Court. So the January 6th case is on hold right now, and we'll see where the Supreme Court rules on. Does the president have immunity because he went there in his official capacity as the United States president to give a speech that day? That's the first issue that has to be tackled. But as this moves along further, if that if that issue isn't resolved or if it's resolved in the favor of prosecutors, I expect the Trump lawyers to come back and say exactly that, which is, listen, his whole defense is that this is a political motive, uh, a politically motivated prosecution to keep him off the ballot. And uh, he needs to be able to tell that to the jury and make that case. Uh, And also, 
uh, if he's culpable for what happened at the uh, January 6th uh, event, why isn't Nancy Pelosi culpable? Because she did take the National Guard. Why aren't the Capitol Police culpable? Because they didn't staff properly, even though they had the warning. So those are the sort of uh, arm wrestling that's going to occur in the courts. It also probably means this case is going to be delayed quite a bit. Yeah. Also, a Colorado GOP just filed yeah. um, also an appeal. Talk about that, because that's interesting. They're rushing it to the Supreme Court, which because they yes. have standing. They, they absolutely do. They're an effective party. It's their, <laughs> their candidate who's being kicked off the ballot, or at least the Republican Party candidate being kicked off the ballot. What's interesting today, so that, that uh, appeal was filed to the Supreme Court last night. Just a few minutes ago, the Colorado Secretary of State made a big announcement, said that uh, Trump will be on the ballot unless uh, the Supreme Court uh, decides to up- affirm uh, the Colorado Supreme Court. So if your Supreme Court affirms it, then uh, uh, Trump will be off it. But if the Supreme Court takes the case, she says that Donald Trump will be on the ballot. That's Secretary of State Jenna Griswold. Very important thing. And the reason why is that there's only a January 5th deadline. So we're only a week away from the deadline. So if this case isn't resolved, uh, the Colorado Secretary of State announced today that they will err on the side of caution and allow Trump to be on the ballot and litigate this after the fact. That's a big development that uh, that appeal last night because it's had consequences today uh, with the Secretary of State. Um, now, also, John Solomon, you also uh, had uh, some good stuff, some interesting stuff about home battery system fires and some of the dangers that are happening. Talk about that. Well, as we move more into the uh, renewable uh, energy uh, world, and a lot of people support that, uh, batteries are the storage thing, right? If you take sun and you need to store it for later in the day, sun power or wind power, uh, more and more homes are storing uh, their energy and batteries so it can be used at night when maybe the sun's down or the wind's not blowing. But there is a significant concern about these batteries. They are susceptible to fires. They're susceptible to overheating. They're susceptible to releasing toxic gases. And so a lot of the scientists and some of the energy regulators in the country now are warning, hey, this is a good idea, but there are some very serious safety issues that need to be resolved. A lot of people talking about that. It's one of the unexpected. There's a lot of things in the green energy movement that are still working themselves out. One is where are we going to get the supplies for batteries? Another is how are we going to get a grid built that can actually allow electric cars to plug into it? A third is where do we dispose of batteries when we're done? And their fourth one is that these home battery systems, they have these gaseous fires, they're almost like a propane uh, that can create the danger of explosion under certain circumstances. Four very big challenges for engineers. And if you have a private home, yeah. and if, if I was like Chubb and I was insuring that private home, yeah. why would I allow you to put in your home garage a uh, electric car? Yeah, that's that. Those are very big questions. In fact, there are, are clear evidence that some of the insurance companies are now charging homeowners a lot more if they have an electric car. I'll tell you one great instance we had in this story because it's just a very real instance. A, a firefighters went to a house. The house uh, involved a electric vehicle that was on fire. They hit it with water, not realizing it was an electric vehicle. An explosion. Uh, it caused an explosion. It blasted the garage door thirty feet into another yard. Just think about that. Blew it into a, the neighbor's yard. That's some of the challenges that this new electrification has. There are things we can always work out. We always do in America. We're very innovative. But a lot of the rush to green energy has overlooked these very important safety and common sense issues. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, John Solomon, thank you. You always have such great stuff. Happy New Year. Great to be on your show. Always love having you on. Thanks, John.